Hi everyone, and welcome back to the show. My name is Wayne, and this is Wayne's History Buffet. Thank you for joining me. Um, I have not had a podcast, or I have not put a podcast online uh, for about a week now, just for the simple fact is that my life has just been turned upside down for this coronavirus thing that's going on. My wife is an employee health nurse, and she's trying to get things squared away. We got a little bit of stress going on in our lives, but hey, we're going to make a little video right now or a little uh, podcast right now to help everybody out. Now, we're going to look at Genesis 1-1. We're looking at the Bible for answers of our creation. Now, I'm not. I'm just a layperson. I didn't go to school for this. I did not. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't have a doctorate or anything. I don't have a college education for uh, history or anything like that. My college education was music. But when we started having children, I started to see the necessity of a little bit more uh, education. Well, we started homeschool our children um, back in, I want to say it was 2000 or uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, in the, well, actually, it was actually before that because uh, my daughter graduated the homeschoolers conference in Des Moines in 2002. So it had to have been somewhere around uh, 1995, 1996 in that area that we started to homeschool our children. Well, the thing of it was, <clears throat> I deemed it necessary for myself to get a better, better at what I needed to teach my kids. I did know a lot. I did have uh, college experience. My wife was a uh, college experience. She had, was a nurse, and so she had a lot of college experience also. So what I found out, what I was really dealing with in my personal life was the question of the differences between evolution and creation. Being brought up in the Christian home, being brought up in the, in the Christian faith, um, we were always taught, and I still believe, that God created the heavens and the earth. But then what really started to, I guess, cause my uh, issues is when I was growing up and going to school, in public schools and being taught of evolution and very little or none at all about Christianity. That was not allowed in the schools. Even though evolution is a theory and creation is a theory, we can put them both in a theory, uh, in a hypothetical situation. Or not hypothetical, I'm sorry, that's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, in the theory, of evolution and theory of creation. Let's put it that way. Because nobody know, nobody we know today was there when creation happened. Nobody was there when evolution happened. There was nobody there um, according to, let's look at the evolutionary theory. According to evolution, the worlds began 4.5 billion years ago. There was this nebula in the sky, and it was, or in the in the uh, in space, and it was floating around randomly over billions and billions and billions and billions of miles all across space. Now, the funny, the hardest part for me, for any human being, is to really know how far space is. There is no end to space; it just continues. It just goes. Now, a lot of flat earthers believe that we are in 
Uh, we live on a flat planet and we live under a dome and if we go outside the dome, there's nothing. That, re- that brings to a point, another point is that there was a, a movie years ago with uh, uh, Jim Carrey, um, and I don't remember the title of the movie, I should remember it because I saw it a couple of times, where he was in a dome uh, and he was being, uh, he was born in this dome, he was brought up in this dome, and, uh, and people were watching him. Uh, as he grew up, it was kind of a comedy. Ed Harris was in it, and it was actually kind of a an interesting movie. I wouldn't call it a great movie, but it was an interesting movie. The, the uh, premise of the movie was kind of interesting. And so flat earthers believe the same thing, that we are all in a dome and that we uh, are uh, underneath the control of one uh, government and that all the other governments are, are in place just for... Uh, looks. And so I have a hard time with that. But anyway, if we go back and we look at evolution and we pinpoint at 4.5 billion years ago that this nebula was going around and it started to form a nucleus. It started to breaking down uh, or um, actually the gravity was uh, uh, pulling everything together. And it started to create a nucleus, which is, the, which is now today our sun. And so this great big, it started to spin. This great big ball of matter, this great big ball of every type of particle um, in, in space that was gathering and it was all going together. And it was forming the sun. And then over the next couple of billion years, um, it formed the Earth. Then after a couple more thousand years, it started to create all the other planets. Now, the interesting point here is that what I want to make is that we have the sun, which is extremely hot, 10,000 plus degrees on the surface. And then we have uh, a planet, and then we have the Earth, and then we have Mars. Now, what's interesting about this is, in that, in that theory, is that the planet Earth was formed and it was placed in the exact perfect position to, for life to begin. Where did life, according to evolution, begin? Okay, how did they get here? Out of the thousands and thousands of species on the earth, including humans, the earth was placed in its perfect spot. Not too close to the sun, not too far away from the sun, but right in its perfect spot so that life would begin. The earth created an atmosphere to, uh, to watch over or to uh, uh, deflect all the sun's radiation so that we would not burn up, we wouldn't have cancers and things like that. So we see now, over the billions and billions of years that Earth was placed in that perfect spot, our moon uh, happened when a Mars size, uh, I guess you could say an asteroid, uh, slammed into the side of the Earth and smashed into it, which is another interesting theory. Uh, 
I think that that mass was called Tia or T H E A uh, E I A or something like that. Tia or Thea slammed into the into the earth, and all these particles from the earth went out into space, and then it created our moon. Well, if that actually did happen, how come the earth is missing chunks? I mean, massive, massive chunks somewhere on the earth. If you would think that a Mars-sized planet would have slammed into the earth, wouldn't you think it would leave a mark or two? Okay, that's what they're saying. They're saying that how our moon was created, that a Mars-sized planet slammed on the Earth, and the, all these, the dirt and everything, the particles went out into space, and it created our moon. The gravitational pull forced the moon into a circular motion around us at a perfect spot so that it created... So my, my asking is, where, what happened to that area on our planet that smashed or is now should be missing even though it was billions of years ago shouldn't there be a space or an area that is partially missing from the earth I would think now you know I have to look into that I I, I actually have looked into it I just can't find any evidence there's no evidence of that there is no evidence of the moon or uh, that Thea Meteor or planet size, whatever, slamming into us. I just don't see how that could happen and not leave some deformation of the earth. So, that I don't, I can't see that happening. I can't see the picture of evolution happening over the 4.5 billion years because it's just too hard for every little species on the earth, every single animal, dog, cat, cow, giraffe, elephant, whatever, all of these species on the earth evolved or came to being. It's just, it's just too hard to fathom how, in, how that could happen. You have a cat, okay? The cat, according to evolution, came... I, the other thing is too that they were saying that these uh, particles came into from the sky and into the sea and created life, raining biological or microorganisms from the sky. Well, where did those come from? They can't explain. In that theory, they can't explain where these microorganisms were in space, got through the Earth's atmosphere rain down upon our planet in the right spot to create life. And a lot of theorists believe that they came out of the water and animals were created and living in the water, in the, in the, in, in the water. I was going to say salt water, but uh, yeah, whatever. Every, the thousands and thousands of millions of species we have on our planet came from that. That is really hard for me to believe and how that came about. It's just too complicated. 
It is just too complicated for us to believe, or for me to believe, that that happened. The evolution theory happened over those 4.5 billion years. It's just, it's just too complicated. You know, and for me to believe that we were placed, that our earth was placed randomly in space and life began. I just can't believe that. It is just too difficult to believe that randomly molecules came around, microorganisms came around and, and made and got our earth and decided that, hey, we're going to put life here. The creation theory is, is a little easier to understand. God said, let there be light. Don't know where the light came from, but there was light. Then God created. Now, you got to remember Moses writing the books, the first five books of the Bible. Moses, Moses was inspired by God to write the Bible or write the first five books, the Torah, um, in Hebrew. And when he was on the Mount Sinai, after he led the children of Israel or the Hebrew children, out of the land of Egypt from their 400 plus years of captivity. Slavery, let's put it that way, not captivity, because they weren't really captured, they were enslaved by the Egyptians. Moses led them out, they went to across the Red Sea, that's another interesting story, but they went across the Red Sea, Moses was inspired by God when he was on the Mount Sinai to write the first five books of the Bible. Well, actually... Not write the first five books, but he wrote Genesis uh, according to the inspiration by God. Then he wrote the next four books. And so we see in Genesis, Moses is telling us, first of all, first off, that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Let's look at the word heavens. Not placing them in a particular split. There's no uh, heaven was already created. God had to live somewhere. Or God had to be somewhere, and so heaven was already there. It's too hard for us to figure out, it's too hard for us to, con- to fathom, or to even conceive the thought of how long God has been. God is beyond time. God is beyond space. We cannot, as human beings, grasp that concept. Moses tells us that God created the heavens and the earth. In the Hebrew, the, the word for God is uh, Elohim. And that means great one. And in the beginning, it says that Elohim was on the, uh, was on the, uh, on the summit and created the sky and the, and the ground. Sky is related to, or the word sky or heaven means sky. Ground, it means earth or, or dirt or whatever. So heaven was already created. We have a lot of people that believe that God created heaven at that time. Heaven was already created because that's where all the angels were. That's where God was before this even happened. So Noah, uh, Moses is writing narratively the book of Genesis. He's telling us that God did it and the rest of the verses, the rest of the Bible is how he did it. How he created the heavens and the earth. Okay. Then he goes on and tells us how he created man. Then he goes on and tells us that God created a garden 
So Eden was not even invented, or it was not even created yet. God created everything first. And then he made a garden and placed man in the garden to tend the garden. That's how the beginning of our, life, our, our creation happened, in my opinion. But 90%, even 95% of the people living today believe that God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens, of course, is our sky. It is what we see during the day. It's what we see at night. The planets, the stars, everything we see in the heavens or in the sky, God created. Everything, everything we see on the earth, God created. Every single animal, every single tree, all the grass, all the plants, all the beautiful flowers, everything we see, God created. And then man sinned. God told him, do not eat of that tree. Do not eat of that tree. Because when you do, you will surely die. Eve was tempted by the serpent to eat of the tree. She ate, brought the fruit back to uh, Adam. Adam ate, and they now knew that they were naked. And God had to clothe them. God had to clothe them with animals' skin, a covering for, for sin. So that's how, I mean, we can read in Genesis, I don't have to read the whole thing, because I'm explaining to you that God created all things. God created all things. And a lot of people say, well, where did the dinosaur come from? And that was, let me go back again and tell you that that was where my dilemma was, was where did the dinosaurs come from? Because when I was being taught in school, in public school, they were saying that these dinosaur fossils or the bone fossils were, you know, so many feet deep into the ground and that uh, these bones were fossilized in perfect conditions and over millions of years ago. And so you look at that and it's like, well, wait a minute. Again, that's really hard for me to grasp that all of these animals died at about the same time. Well, actually, it was the same time. Because you look at Noah's flood that destroyed everything on the earth except for the, the, the animals that are, uh, Noah had in the ark and Noah's family. Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their and their wives. The only ones on the earth that survived the worldwide flood. So everything that was on the earth is now being buried in the sediment, in the sand, in the dirt, in the, in the rocks. And everything is being covered by the water. And the churning and, the, and, and, the, and, and all the waters that is churning and going around the earth and swirling is causing everything to, uh, 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 everything to be covered. So we see now that all the dinosaurs and all the other animals 
are being covered by mud, by soot, by everything. Not soot. Uh, mud and rock and dirt and sand and everything's being covered. And then Noah's on the uh, on the on the ark. Yeah, Noah's on the ark for a long period of time, as they say. Um, no, he was on the ark for a little over a little less than a year. And all of these animals were on the ark too. And as they uh, got to Mount Sinai uh, in, in Turkey, outside of Turkey, uh, that's where uh, the ark, uh, yeah, the ark uh, it was uh, came on Mount not Sinai, Mount Ararat, in outside of Turkey. And there have been discoveries over the, over early 1900s. Um, a discoveries of a ark looking craft or boat or something up in Mount Ararat outside of Turkey. But let's go back again. Let's go back to my problem when I was a child and learning or trying to learn about creation and evolution together. Because my fear, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have a discussion or an argument or even debate between evolution and creation because I was not schooled about evolution or about the differences between the two. As growing up, we were told that dinosaurs were evil, dinosaurs were this. Don't discuss it. It didn't happen. And that's not a way to have an argument. You just can't say it didn't happen. Well, where did we get all these fossils from? They had to come from somewhere. So my theory was this, that before, before the earth, before the earth we know now, there was an earth or a planet that, uh, that had evolved. And God was very displeased with that. And so he got rid of that one and he created the new earth. That was, that was my theory. There's a lot of holes in that theory, but it was a theory. Not a very convincing argument at the time. I mean, it did make sense to me that I mean, it could have happened that way. That there was an earth before or a planet before that had all these dinosaurs on it. And all these creatures and all these animals from years past. And that God got rid of that one. And all these dinosaurs fell down dead or were covered up by the volcanic ash that was going on that God created. And it flooded the earth with poisonous gases. And it killed everything. And then God decided, let's make a new one. It doesn't say new earth. Or it doesn't say new ground in the Torah. It says God, or Elohim, made the sky and the earth. Right at the beginning. There was no earth before. There was no, nothing before. It was just there. Space. And so when I look at it now, under the leadership and the guidance of reading Ken Ham, he's the uh, author of many, many creation books. Um, he is also the founder of Answers in Genesis. You can go online and see that. He is also the founder and the builder of or the overseer of the Ark Experience down in Kentucky, which I hopefully will, I will get to this year, which is 2020. Hopefully I will be able to get down there to see that. I did actually meet Ken Ham back in 2002 at a homeschoolers conference in Iowa, in Des Moines. 
met the guy, fantastic person, and enjoyed him very much. And he, I went to all of his lectures, the two days, uh, he was the keynote speaker. I went to his uh, uh, lectures for those two days, and I learned so much that I was so overwhelmed. It was great. I loved it. Learned about dinosaurs. Learned about the way fossilization takes place. In that short amount of time that I was with or listened to his um, teachings in those two days, I learned so much. And then I came home. I got his tape series. Listened to his tape series. I think there's like 12 or 15 tape series that I was listening to. And then I got his books. I started reading his books and finding out that, yes, there were dinosaurs. Did God create the dinosaurs? Yes. He created all things. Everything that we see, everything that we know about creation, God did. But sometimes people don't understand or they have a hard time grasping the, the concept that God created the dinosaurs or these great creatures. You know, dinosaur is a, is, a, is a term to relate to something that is very old. So God created all these great creatures. And during the flood, these great creatures were killed. Everything was killed. Man, beast, everything on land, everything that had air to breathe died. And they were buried underneath the ground. And even in the United States, even in the United States, we have fossilized bones of dinosaurs Velociraptors and many other, especially in Wyoming. I know there's some dig sites in Wyoming. And the cool thing about this is that these fossils, there or these archaeologists and paleontologists are finding these fossils together. They're not finding these bones separated from miles apart. They're finding these bones, these fossilized creatures, together in one area. It's like they were covered up very quickly and began their fossilization process. Now, on that note, I'm going to stop for today and continue in the next few days. Write to me. My email is Wayne's History Buffet, no punctuation, Wayne's History Buffet at CSTEldridge.com. That is CST, which stands for Central Scott Telephone, and the word Eldridge, E-L-D-R-I-D-G-E dot com. Send me an email. Let me know that you're listening so that I can continue giving you the word of God. And not only that, after we're done with this series, we're actually going to go into the nether series, and we're going to talk about meteorite uh, landings on the earth. I think that's the next step we will go to is talk about the meteorites that have hit the earth with great impact that did change our world to a point. When did those meteorites happen? We'll let you know in this next series after we get done with creation and evolution series. So give me an email at Wayne's History Buffet at CSTEldridge.com. Wayne's History Buffet at CSTEldridge.com. And I want to thank you all for joining me today. Give me a, you know, I have to know that you're listening. Give me a note. Ask a question, make a comment, 
whatever. I just need to know that you're listening out there so I can continue my research. This, there's a lot of research to do. It takes time for me to dig up this research, to read it, to follow it, and to write it because I'm actually writing a book about the things that I have discovered as a layman, not as a, a, a doctorate, not as a college professor, but as a person that believes in Jesus Christ and believes what we are going through uh, in our lifetime is based upon our history and where we were and where we are going today. So send me a note, give me an email, and I appreciate that. Lord bless you and thank you for joining me.